0: Good morning. It's Tuesday, October 25th, and trending this hour, Adidas. They say they're expecting to lose $246 million as they have ended their partnership with Kanye West. Also trending, Ash Carter, the former defense secretary, has died at the age of 68. He was the SecDef under Barack Obama. And finally trending, Brittany Griner. A Russian court has upheld the nine-year prison sentence handed to her for drug possession. They have rejected her appeal. It is six minutes after 10. He's Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels. And you want to talk about the Duke of Spendingburg, j- don't I j- you? I
1: just, I can't. I just. What,
0: can, what can't this, you?
1: This guy. Our, I cannot. I just, I... Every, t- every time. You know, what's the old dumb and dumber thing? Just when I think you can't get any dumber. You go and do this you and totally, totally redeem, redeem yourself. yourself. So the Duke of Spendingburg, Todd Young, and just anybody who may be new to the program, we call him the Duke of Spendingburg because not only is he the highest spending Republican in the the United States Senate. He's added $11 trillion to the national debt. More of a third of our national debt has been approved by Todd Young in the past six years. He has said repeatedly he's not sorry about it. He's never, ever, ever, never, ever, never, ever stopping. And I mean, to put in perspective, uh, depending on the time frame, exactly how you look at it, the guy spent more money than Bernie Sanders. Bernie, the Indiana incumbent, Indiana Senator has spent more money than Bernie Sanders. And yet this guy has the audacity to go on statewide television and events across the state and tell people, "Ah, I'm really concerned about inflation and I'm really concerned about the Biden administration and the spending. He's gaslighting. He's lying to everyone. People say, why are you so obsessed with this guy? Because he's a pathological liar. He is everything that is wrong with our government. Todd Young is everything that's wrong with our government. And so I got this now. So this was drawn to my attention um by a, a host of people. I was tagged in one of these tweets here. uh he was on this was on his campaign account. Mm-hmm. So it's him. I'll just read you the. he's at a gas pump. OK, so he's like got the 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 nozzle like he's going to be putting gas in a car. Mm-hmm. And it says, stop to fill up in Gary while on my Hoosier jobs tour. A gallon of gas was under two dollars when President Biden took office. It's now nearly four dollars. Except Casey.
0: There's no car in the photo. <laughs> well, he doesn't drive himself anywhere.
1: It doesn't matter whether he (laughs) drives or something. There's no car.
0: What's he filling up? What what are you
1: filling up, Todd? I mean, these people, and this is what we talk about, career politicians. If you were to look up career politician... Todd Young would be the picture they would use in the dictionary, a guy who his entire life has yearned to be in politics as he was old enough to tie his shoes and will do and say whatever it takes to stay in public office. And in the case of doing and saying whatever it takes, it means whatever his adult supervision, Mitch McConnell tells him to. There's not an original thought in these people's heads. There's not any semblance of Oh yeah, I look like a total dumbass because there's no car in this photo. Somebody just tells him, hey Todd, grab that gas pump.
0: You notice how they framed it out nicely so the price of gas is <laughs> it's just over his shoulder. And,
1: and I would I would have some validity to what this clown is saying if he'd have said and you know what? The Indiana Republican Party plays a gigantic role in the price of gas that you pay every single time by one, by enacting one of the highest gas taxes that goes up every single year in the entire country. OK, now we're having an honest discussion about who's responsible for gas. Yes, Biden plays a role, but the people in my own party play just as big a role in the total price of gas as Joe Biden. But no, we're not doing that. It's some ridiculously staged photo, and the guy has such a lack of awareness, self-awareness, surroundings, which is weird because I was told he was a Marine, but apparently has no idea what's going on around him, that nobody said, ah, sir, there's no car in this photo.
0: And they put it up! <laughs> Authenticity. If you Boy, you gotta,
1: unless you are just a total Republican homer, you've gotta feel, and we talked with Mike about this, I get that there are people who will, above all else, kneel at the altar of Republican politics or vote out of fear. But, man, you're going to walk out of that ballot box feeling pretty crummy to post a post a vote for a guy who is so out of the realm of reality that he doesn't even know to include a car in the state photo of him supposedly pumping gas. (laughs) okay carry on sorry
0: i want to share something that i received you you got the photo i got the press release united states and indiana chambers of commerce endorsed todd young he says i'm grateful to the u.s and indiana chambers of commerce for their endorsement of my reelection campaign to the u.s senate between the chips act supporting the american tax cuts and jobs act and the work we accomplished during the pandemic I am proud of my record. Hoosiers know that I will always look out for them in Washington and work to create economic opportunity and support our businesses. And then the president of the Chamber of Commerce says, Senator Todd Young is a hardworking problem solver who comes from, which comes from his training and service in the U.S. Marines.
1: You know, I, 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 look. I, what was the last part before the thing about the Marines? What was
0: the part? He's he's, he's a, what? a he's a hardworking problem solver.
1: No, I, I agree. I bet in the mind of the Chamber of Commerce, which is the big business. Arm, mm-hmm. one of the most prominent big business lobby arms in this country, they love Todd Young. And the CHIPS Act is a great example of why. Because what was the CHIPS Act that Todd Young is so proud of? The CHIPS Act was Todd Young adding tens of billions of dollars to the national debt in a giveaway of printed money that we pay for in terms of inflation to some of the largest corporations, not just in the country, but in the world, computer corporations. Mm-hmm. So I get it. In the Chamber of Commerce's mind... Because they love Mitch McConnell, too. And Mitch McConnell is Todd Young's adult supervision in the Senate. He has to ask Ms. Mitch McConnell permission for just about everything before he votes. Todd Young is a reliable voice for big business at the expense of regular people.
0: Do you know why they have endorsed him? They said they're endorsing him for his work to grow the economy, create Hoosier jobs, and support for fiscally responsible policy. Wait,
1: wait. So, to grow the economy. So, mm-hmm. Todd Young along with Bernie Sanders and Chuck Schumer and Mitch McConnell and basically almost everybody not named Thomas Massey for, for the most part Jim Banks voted to give trillions of dollars to states To bribe them to shut their state down, which in Indiana enabled Lockdown McGee down there at 200 West Washington to put over a million people out of work and close tens of thousands of businesses. And they said he's committed to what? Jobs?
0: Grow the economy. Grow the economy? Create Hoosier jobs and support for fiscally responsible policies. (laughs)
1: Uh, If you are a member of the—what is it? That's the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. If you are a member of any Chamber of Commerce right now, uh, U.S. Chamber of Commerce, Indiana Chamber of Commerce, Brownsburg Chamber of Commerce, Greenwood Chamber of Commerce, Lawrence Chamber of Commerce— you call our hotline right now, 684 8444 8444 and you tell me on what planet is voting to add $11 trillion to the national debt? I want to word it the same way they word it. How did they word it again? How does adding $11 trillion to the national debt—
0: Support fiscally responsible policies.
1: You tell me that, <laughs> and this is and th- and the reason we're doing this, Casey, is because this is what's wrong with society. This is what's wrong with our government. This is wh- what's wrong with how the country's being run. You have people, and the Americans for Prosperity are the same way. So I'm picking on conser- groups that used to claim to be conservative. These people become arms of parties and nothing else. That is. That is beyond ridiculous to say that Todd Young has done anything that remotely resembles anything fiscally responsible. Americans for Prosperity who are supposed to be about accountable government, are on a stop Washington waste tour with a guy who's added $11 trillion to the national debt. This is why people check out of politics. This is why people check out of government, because they know not only are they being lied to, they're being gaslit mm-hmm. right to their face. Mm-hmm. These people, AFP, the Indiana, the uh, the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, these people are professional gaslighters. Todd Young is everything that's wrong with politics.
0: It's Kendall and Casey on 93WIBC. A majority of voters say that President Biden is not doing enough to address the issues that matter most to them. This is ahead of the midterm elections. Nearly two thirds of voters say Biden should be paying more attention to the issues they deem to be bigger problems, such as inflation or crime, compared to just the 31 percent who say he's doing enough. This is a Monmouth University poll. Six percent say they weren't sure. Uh, Half the voters identified inflation as their top issue, followed by elections and voting, crime, immigration, jobs and unemployment, and then came abortion, racial inequality, gun control, climate change. That was the order of it.
1: A politician saying the polls don't bother him mm-hmm. is like a radio talk show host or anyone in our business going the ratings, ratings don't, don't matter. Don't, don't bother me. Now yeah. we're not talking about like, well, there's this one poll that shows you're not doing very well. Okay. But a poll after poll after poll after poll after
0: poll. That's a trend.
1: Clearly the Democrats yeah. have admitted what the polls have said, which is that most of them don't want to be anywhere near this guy. He's a complete disaster. It would be like, you know. We obviously have phenomenal ratings. That's why we talk about them. They're incredible. We're one of the three or four most listened to by market share talk radio stations in the country. Mm -hmm. It's equivalent of a politician having like, you know, a 70% approval rating. Of course you would care about that because that's how you're judged. Mm-hmm. In politics, how the people feel about you decides, you know, are you going to be reelected? Are you going to get to continue to do this job? How effective is your agenda? How is it helping people, et cetera? The same way as our ratings show how many people are listening, how long they're listening, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. And so the idea, and again, it comes back to what we just talked about in the last segment with Todd Young the and, and the people who are endorsing him, supporting him, whatever. This total lack of honesty from people. Like, if Todd Young came out and said, I'm a big spending liberal, there are some things I do that are Republican, I've been pretty good on the judges, I voted for the tax cuts, but yeah, I love to spend other people's money and I agree in big government and I agree that giving all this money to these gigantic corporations that's going to raise your inflation was the best move for America.
0: Okay. At least he was honest. Re, re, Even if he came out and said, hey, the Chips Act, this is something we need to do. It's going to hurt us in the short term, but in the long run, it's better for the country. We have to take this first right. step. It's going to cost some money. It's going to raise inflation more, but it's a necessity. But, but At least he's being honest.
1: But he. But when you come out and you lie to people and you say, oh, I am so concerned about inflation. Oh, I'm so concerned about government spending that is what inflames me people why are you the way you are because i'm being lied to and you're gonna hear biden right here try to say that the polls ah i've got an approval rating of seven but yeah that doesn't really bother me
2: i don't pay attention to anything having to do with the polls i just pay attention to what's happened on the phone and we're knocking on doors
1: okay But the only problem with that is, besides, we all know that every politician in the history of ever looks at the polls and pays attention to it because, duh. Here he is just a couple months ago where he's being asked about something, and his immediate reaction is to cite a poll Mm -hmm. that he claims says something different than what the reporter's saying. Mr. President, what's your message to Democrats who don't want you to
2: run again? They want me to run. Two-thirds say they don't. Read the polls. Read the polls, Jack. You guys are all the same. That poll showed that 92% of Democrats, if I ran, would vote for me.
3: A majority of Democrats say they don't want you to run again in
2: 2024. 92% said
0: if I did, they'd vote for me. He doesn't, they don't bother him. He doesn't read them. It's no big deal. Read the polls, Jack. His
1: instinctive reaction before anything, read, and he's just adamant. And how many times did he say, read the polls? And well, duh, because everybody knows that. And it's just like, we can't with anybody, the Democrats, the Republicans, with anyone, mm-hmm. we can't even ha- you can't fix things if you can't have an honest conversation. And we can't have an honest conversation with any of these politicians right now in Washington DC for the most part, because look at what we're getting. It's the same thing. It's, it's different topics, but it's the same trend, which is the inability to be honest with society So how do we fix the problem if nobody's willing to even be honest?
0: Well, and of course they're looking at the polls because they want to know where they are. You can't fix anything unless you know where you currently are and where you want to go. He told a group of DNC staffers to ignore the polling, remain focused on framing the midterm elections as a choice between Democratic progress and Republican chaos. Meanwhile, more than half of Democrats that were polled recently by USA Today said they don't want Biden to run again. Of course he has seen those polls. Of course he knows what's going on.
1: Politicians in this country, now it's obviously not everyone. There are some on the local level, etc., who are fine. But politicians, by and large, especially in Washington, D.C., and even at the state level here in Indiana, are not your friend. They're not looking out for you. They don't care about you. They care about themselves and their reelection. And people keep, when you are a person who says, well, I have to vote for whatever because I don't want whatever. You know, Democrats do it to Republicans, Republicans do it to Democrats. When you do that, you send a message to the politician, be it Joe Biden or Todd Young or whoever, that fear will always drive the day for you, and when fear drives the day, you know who they cater to—the people who don't fear them. You know who doesn't fear them—the people with the money. That's why the policies align with the with with that. The policies align with the people who give the money because that's who they fear and they fear the money being choked off.
0: Mm -hmm. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It is 1024. And let's head out to Arizona and discuss Carrie Lake. A National Review editor predicted that Lake would be Trump's Sarah Palin in 2024. Now she was asked about this and she said she's going to serve eight years As governor of Arizona, a bit presumptive on her part, but at least she's got confidence and conviction. She was speaking with Fox and Friends earlier this week, well, yesterday, and she said that Katie Hobbs, her opponent in the race, has been nicknamed "Basement Hobbs. For her refusal to debate.
1: So, Kerry Lake is going to win. I think, it, I actually think Blake Masters, the U.S. Senate, Republican, U.S. Senate candidate, has a decent shot to win. Um, and I like Kerry Lake because she is not afraid to be uber direct with what's going on. And her roast here of, I think this was on Fox News. Her, her roast here of Katie Hobbs' refusal to debate is the most awesome thing in the history of ever, and you know how I love it, Casey, when people who want to be in politics tell the truth
2: speak, to be honest, to be real honest, she can't even string a couple
0: words together. She was asked a softball question a couple weeks ago, named one good thing about
2: the Latino community. And she spent the entire minute and a half saying um and ah and couldn't come up with one thing. So I think she knows why she won't debate. It would be um, it would be like a birthday cake versus a chainsaw Mm -hmm. if she showed up. (laughs)
1: It would be like a birthday cake against a chainsaw.
0: (laughs) She said that Hobbs is incapable of holding her own in a debate. Uh, She went on to say that she's drawing 3,500 people to rallies, much like a concert, whereas Hobbs is having 15 people show up. She's just, she's slaying it. In Car- Arizona,
1: Carrie Lake has the opportunity to be a transformational figure in politics if she can get in that governor's office. And I think I think she's going to do it. Uh, voicemails.
0: Yeah, we've got your voicemails next. The number 317-684-8444. It's on the way from 93 WIBC.
3: I'm so sorry you have just reached my
1: answering machine.
0: 317-684-8444. That's the phone number. Questions, comments, smart remarks. We like hearing from you. It is 1031 with Rob Kendall and Casey Daniels on 93 WIBC. So we have some voicemails.
1: Yes, uh, this was, goes back to last week. We somehow got on, and I don't remember how this was, a topic, and somehow it turned into a conversation involving the Indianapolis star.
0: I believe it was when Tony Kennett was in.
1: That's right. Yes. So the the Star had printed this uh, article about an Avon school board candidate who they had alleged was at... The, they tried to make it sound like she was like in the Capitol mm-hmm. on January 6th, even though it was made very clear to her she was uh, she was in to, Washington to, to D C. The, right, it was made clear to the writer she was in Washington D C. But was not anywhere near the Capitol. I think yeah. they said four hundred yards away, which is four football fields. Mm-hmm. She was totally minding her own business. She hasn't been arrested of anything. Hasn't been charged with anything. And then somehow we got on the, the conversation about you know the star, and this is not you know a, a secret. It's it's everybody knows the company who owns. The star, Gannett, Mm -hmm. has had some very serious, you know, financial issues related to many of their publications. Like
0: many newspapers have across the country. Right. And we've seen the star
1: has had issues and those have been played out in public with workers, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And a big part of it is, and this is one guy's opinion, and I'm sure it'll be ignored in the order in which it is received, Mm -hmm. is because of the star who does when they want to good reporting. We talk about indie star stories on here from time to time because when they want to do great straight news reporting, they do it they can do a nice they do a nice job. Mm-hmm. But they have so they are so many of their writers and I'm not just talking about the editorial columnists who are certainly for the most part way out in left field and people in a red state don't want that, but so much of their opinion seems to work its way into or their personal bias works their way into what are supposed to be hard News stories.
0: Yes, it's like the difference between what you and I do right. and what the news department here at WIBC does. Top and bottom of the hour, it's straight news. And people, this is what's happening.
1: People don't want that. Like, I remember as a kid, my family used to get the Indianapolis Star every single day. I mean, I remember it being back when the guy would come to your house and would give you the little ticket and you'd pay your bill that way. I remember that as, that as a kid. And, and, you know, I didn't know much about politics, but I remember my parents who were. My dad was at least, you know, conservative and you know, they they didn't read it and go, Oh my gosh, this paper is so radically liberal. I think they had both sides and then over time the paper got more and more liberal to the point my parents, like other people, many other pe- many, many other people based on financials, et cetera, had just canceled their subscription. They said, We want the news.
0: And you used to have to go to the op ed section. Right to find an opinion piece. Well, and look at how they And treat you it. knew it was an opinion piece.
1: But even in the op-ed section, like look at how they Gary Varvel was the best part of the Indy Star, the famed cartoonist. And look at what happened to him. And so, people in a red state in which that's what you're appealing to because yes, you're the Indianapolis Star, but let's face it, a thriving major metropolitan paper needs the donut counties, which in Indiana for the most part are still deep red to buy into what you're doing and people just don't they don't want that. And look, James Briggs is entitled to be a total radical leftist. That's his right as a person. Greg Doyle, look at the garbage they've done to Dan Dockage. It's ridiculous. It, there's no merit to any of it. And people just said, we're we're, op, we're, we're out on this. And that's Gannett's right as, a pub, as an owner. They can do whatever they want. It's the star's right as a part of Gannett to do whatever they want. But there's a reason we're doing phenomenal. I mean, look, radio is a, is a is a medium just like newspapers that mm-hmm. has suffered some setbacks. Mm-hmm. But yet, WIBC continues to thrive to where you could make a compelling case. This is the golden era, despite all the great eras WIBC has had, that maybe based on the climate, we've never done better than we're doing now, and they're struggling. It's because we reflect, and I heard this last night at the Hamilton County GOP dinner. Now, a lot of people would come up and go, psst don't tell anybody but you know it was like like the close close whisper you know like, it was like you were
0: in the confessional but people would say i love what
1: you guys do i love how you speak the truth you're right about todd young you're right about diego you know because that's people are if they're honest with themselves what we talk we are the honest broker here mm-hmm. and indie star is not and so we we did say one of the ways they could fix this would be uh that they should hire us to write a write a regular column for them because we'd get a lot of the conservatives back for them. It'd be the best uh, financial move they could make. Somebody called about their frustration with with the
2: Indie Star. Hey, Kendall Casey, uh, no, and Casey, could you please submit an article to the comment or opinion section of the newspaper so that there are people that may get a different take on what's been printed as far as the propaganda from the newspaper. Maybe you might be invited to write an article once a week for the newspaper. Briggs is terribly uh, biased, and everything that was written about the Republican candidates in the last four weeks, on especially in the Sunday paper, has been so derogatory, so incriminating, and there's no fair opinions whatsoever. And I just think it would be great to have your opinions posted in the newspaper for the next few weeks before election hmm. hopefully people will read that that are uh, on the democrat side and see that you have some valid reasons to vote for libertarians and also uh, just for the republicans that are true conservative republicans i appreciate your time thank you again for taking my call hmm.
0: thank you for the phone call i appreciate the confidence that she has given us. Yes. However, I will say, just like Hammer says, don't give it away for free. Oh, no,
1: no. I'm not working for free. Yeah. No, 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 no. no. That, and look, Indie Star. even if we were willing to do it for free, mm-hmm.
0: Would they're, they not, publish
1: it? they're not going to give us space because the star is committed mm-hmm. to, for the most part, and again, it pains me to say this because they have some good reporters who, when they want to, can put out good content that is helpful to society, but for the most part... Star has made the decision to go hard left, and they've paid a price for it in terms of subscriptions. And now some good workers have obviously either left or Mm -hmm. been let go. And now they're having more issues with their employees that have played out in, in, in public. And again, that's the right as an owner. But people in this state do not want that. And that's why your readership is what it is.
0: Yeah, well, not to mention that we're also competing mediums. Yeah. Well, but I don't, I don't I don't think our bosses here would really appreciate no, that.
1: I think they'd be fine. I've told you this, Casey. I have so many thoughts in my head. I could write something for Indie Star every single day that never makes it to these airwaves. <laughs> I have so many great thoughts.
0: Well, we do have a website. It's called WIBC.com. Get to work. Uh we uh,
1: <laughs> I'm not working for free, Casey. Uh, we yesterday got on because Kamala it was trying to gaslight people on her support of that bail group mm-hmm. in Minnesota mm-hmm. that helped get out a bunch of lunatics. And those groups existed all over this country. And we started talking about BLM and we said, tell me if you are a person who gave to BLM, mm-hmm. A, what did you think you were giving to and B, show me how that money you have given to BLM, Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. has actually helped black lives. You can't do it because for the most part, the money went to either the top of the food chain, Patri- like Patrice Cullors.
0: And her million-dollar mansion. Yeah, manchons, plural. mansions, plural.
1: Yeah. Or it has gone to um, Democrats or Democrat-related causes, and somebody wanted to call about that.
3: Hey, guys, I was just listening to your show talking about the BLM fraud and, you know, how everything wasn't what it seemed. If you guys haven't watched the Candace Owens documentary yet on um, the greatest lie ever sold, you really should because they just she dives into where the money went, as far as she can tell, due to IRS records. But they've spent millions of dollars on transgender organizations, and some of these companies aren't even real organizations.
2: So it's really
1: worth a watch if you guys have time. Hmm. If, if you gave to that organization thinking you were going to help black people, you got totally snowed. And I hope you've learned a lesson from that in which very manipulative, deceptive people took people with legitimate pain and grievances and they used and man- manipulated those people to do bidding that benefited them mm-hmm. so like top of the food chain patrice colors who is black she got out great democrats and democrat related causes they got out great but what average person and i guess i'd love to ask people who rioted if you could get them not that mirrors is ever going to prosecute anybody so i you know i'm sure they probably just you could speak freely now if you were downtown rioting and destroying stuff, or even if you were someone who, because there were people who peacefully marched and then went home when the, you know, the sun went down, did you get what you were promised? Did did you get what you wanted? Has Joe Biden listened to you after lockdown? McGee did his photo op with Malik Muhammad, who is now mm-hmm. sitting in jail in Portland for attempting to kill cops. Did he... Mm-hmm. Do anything? Is that rewriting of the police reform bill? Has that helped you in any shape, form, or fashion? If you're a business owner downtown who catered to these people who let them draw, you know, murderers on your business window, did you get
0: how's it working out?
1: Whatever you wanted, you know, criminals on your windows. Did you get? What you wanted, I mean, what what came of all of this other than a whole bunch of destruction, of law-abiding, peaceful people stuff, and the radical transformation of government in American society, what came from this?
0: Well, something that came from it was 26 BLM chapters suing their leaders for defrauding them. <laughs> That's something that came out of it. 317-684-8444. That's the phone number. If you'd like to leave us a voicemail, we do enjoy hearing from you. Now, you have something else you'd like to hear. Well,
1: I want to give Hammer adequate time when he comes up next. I was going to read an email that we got, but I think we can do that next hour because I want to talk to him about the Colts, who I am forced to by government intervention to have a vested interest in, because they take my money Mm -hmm. as a middle-class person and give it to a billionaire (laughs) so we can have a stadium for free, and this huge decision to pull the plug on this quarterback, because Mm -hmm. the Colts, who take my money and tell me, no, 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 this is a great investment, Rob, that we take your money by by force, they keep failing. Mm -hmm. And when do I, as a taxpayer... Good to say, well, that's enough. I can just vote people out of office or campaign against people if they're politicians. You
0: can't vote a football team I, out of town. Yeah,
1: so what? What? what I want to get cameras. What is my recourse okay, here? Yeah,
0: all right, we'll see if he has an answer for you. It's coming up from 93 WIBC. It's 10:48 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC, and Hammer is joining us in the studio. We're going to talk about some football, some Colts in particular. Hoping the quarterback change is going to help right an unbalanced offense.
3: Before we do that, though, I, here's an idea, and I'm just spitballing off the top of my head. Yeah. I haven't ran this by anybody. I think there needs to be an after party for a night with WIBC, mm. where Kevin's band shows up and they just freaking shred. Yeah, like he's melting <laughs> faces. He's banging the drums. I mean, we get all. All kinds of like groupies and chicks there, Kevin. Are you in? Yeah, I mean that (laughs) sounds good to me.
1: Here and this is the thing I love about Kevin. He is this sweet, innocent guy who you would like everyone would look at him and go, I would love for that man to date my daughter someday. And then there's a side of Kevin where he will drink an entire case of Guinness in an hour or less. Mm-hmm. And I'm picturing him at like three in the morning uh, sitting on a stoop outside of one of those bars in Broad Ripple, drumming on a bucket, mm-hmm. shouting at people as they walk by trying to get money. We should get
3: a local like band together of like all the... Grifters that play music out in the circle. The guy with the saxophone that always plays like the Flintstones and yep. the Simpsons. Yep. There's another guy that plays like an electric guitar over by like the field house. Mm-hmm. Let's get all these folks together. We'll have Kevin, you know, just slamming on the drums and uh, we'll do all kinds of cover
0: songs. Yeah, maybe I can even play harmonica or something like that. Right.
3: <laughs> right. Get some blues going. <laughs> Instead of the Blues Brothers, we'll call you guys the Booze Brothers. Oh, that's perfect. perfect. <laughs> that, that's
1: genius. Tonight, yeah. it should say on the side tonight only. The good old booze Brothers. (laughs) Okay, so I have a question for you, Hammer, because the Colts have made another change. Why does everybody get run out except for the coach and the general manager on this team? That's my first question. But the second question is, I am forced to care about these people because the the state takes my money as a poor person and gives it to Jim Ursae, a billionaire. And I'm told, no, 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 Rob, this is a great investment for you because the Colts really attract people to downtown Indianapolis, and I guess maybe someone will stay at a hotel in Brownsburg. So I'm forced to care, but yet I don't get a say in any of this, and I'm sick of this team taking my money and then not delivering, and Jim Irsay never gets punished for any of this. And I don't have a say. So what's my recourse here? So
3: your argument is, is that you don't feel like you're getting your money's
1: worth. Right. I'm getting nothing. I'm getting nothing out of this this tax increase that I...
3: Isn't eh- that like every election, though? Like, you know, the state of Indiana taxes the bejesus out of us. We have this big, massive surplus. And look what we're getting out of it. We had Lockdown McGee telling our kids we couldn't go to school. We had him calling people a Petri dish. I mean... Yes, the Colts have underachieved, and I'm not trying to carry their water here, but I think if you're looking at avenues of where you're not happy with where your money's
0: going, there's a long list. Mm -hmm. He can at least vote people out of office, though. He can't vote the Colts out of town. No,
3: but you can not buy
0: tickets, and that
3: hurts the pocketbook of one Jim Irsay, too.
1: But it doesn't affect the fact that I was... My taxes were raised for these guys, and it is a middle-class person being forced to pay for a billionaire to have free stuff. And he stinks. The general managers he hires stink. The coach he hires stinks. The team stinks. They're not making the playoffs. It's the same problem every year, and he keeps blaming everybody but himself, and he keeps getting this free billion-dollar stadium.
3: I'm with you on a lot of that. Do you think Lucas Oil Stadium, though, has been good for the city of Indianapolis in terms of being able to bring in some conventions, some concerts that we wouldn't normally get?
1: I do not dispute that. But here's my problem with all of this. I live in Brownsburg. My taxes were raised on food and beverage because they said Lucas Oil Stadium will benefit you. It does not benefit me. There is nobody <laughs> in the history of ever that was like, uh, I'm going to go to the Colts game and then later I'll stay at the Comfort Inn and Suites in Brownsburg. <laughs> like the, 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 you again, it's what we talked about earlier, Casey. Mm-hmm. It's lying and gaslighting to people, going, "This will be huge for you." That's I have good no. For you. I, I do not. But people
3: bought it though. Like there's an amazing scene in Animal House after Flounder's car has <laughs> been destroyed, <laughs> mm-hmm. and his buddies around him, and they give him the pickup speech of, look, you screwed up. You You trusted trusted us. There's (laughs) there's
1: never, and this is really, it is crony capitalism, right? Because it's the same thing of Todd Young giving so many billions of dollars to these uber rich corporations on this chips bill, where the crony capitalism is the rich guy who keeps benefiting, there is no punishment. He's the one who went out and got Carson but that's away.
3: everywhere, though. The rich right? guy will always benefit. It doesn't matter if it's this situation, if it's some business that you don't even know about. You know, these people that always want to boycott things. Boycott this, boycott that. Guess what? It doesn't hurt the person at the top of the food chain. Often, these boycotts hurt the people at the lower level that lose their jobs first, mm-hmm. that probably even agree with you on a lot of stuff. So, I'm telling you, whether it's Jim or or any other business, the fat cats will always
0: get fat. That's how it's set up. My question is, is this really about the money, Rob, or are you just upset that the team is not winning?
1: Oh, I don't care at all about the Colts outside of I'm forced to care about the Colts. I'm a Bears, a Bears fan. And look at that excellence we saw last night.
3: Listen, I'll normally make fun of Bear fans because they'll always say, it's like 1985 again <laughs> after they go 1-0 or something. <laughs> but beating the breaks off the Patriots kind of is like 1985. You know what,
0: though, with the Bears and I had this conversation over the weekend with uh, my daughter's boyfriend who lives in Chicago, so he's a Bears fan. The expectation is different. Bears fans don't expect the Bears to win. Yeah. They've been down there for so long yes. so that when they do win, oh, they won. Colts fans still expect the Colts to perform and win. Counterpoint on Bear fan, though.
3: They will tell you they don't expect to win. But the minute they win a game, they're the loudest, most rowdy, obnoxious, mouthy fans in the league, considering they've got one NFL championship to show for it. The Colts moved here in 1984. They've got the same amount of championships as the long history of the Bears. And guess who the Colts beat
1: to get it? Yeah, Hammer's 100% right on this. And I hate agreeing with him on anything. But if, (laughs) if you were to take a picture of a Bears fan and put it in the dictionary, it would be me. And every single Bears game with Hammer, here's how our text chain works. Beginning, optimistic. I think we're going to be okay today. This team sucks. It's the worst team in the history ever. I hate these guys. And then at the end, well... Can't wait for next week. We could sell a book of the
3: text chains that we all have here at the station. Uh, what's coming up this afternoon? Uh, biggest stories of the day. We might have a little severe weather. Oh. And you know how I feel yeah. about severe weather, baby. Uh, Tuesdays with Tony Katz. We're going to have a good show.
0: All right. Thanks, Hammer. You're listening to Kettle and Casey on 93 WIBC.